what was the biggest fight you ever saw in practice? Mm. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you my first fight in the NBA. Not even me. I never got into a fight. Because uh, these are teeth I need. <laughs> um, I'm, in, I'm in training camp. I'm a rookie. And, you know, we're doing Sid Green is here. Rick Mahorn is here. And they start getting into it. And Rick so Mahorn. I, oh. Rick Mahorn. So I say, hey, man, we're all one team. Sid punched me in the jaw and Rick kicked me in the leg. And when I was on the ground, they were like, stay out of grown folks' business. And I looked at Chuck Daly. He was like, get up. And I was like, never again. Wow. What point, Kobe went up to Chris Child and put his chin forward and he got chin checked. Sean Kelly here. Welcome back to the Digital Social Hour, guys. I'm here with my co-host, Charlie Cavalier, and our guest today, John Sally. What's up? What's up? Couldn't wait to get here. Yeah. NBA legend and now all about health. I've always been about health, man. But I I think I uh, decided in my early 40s that Mm. this was going to be it. Yeah? Yeah. You know, a lot of guys go into... when it came down to Phil Jackson giving me a job or Chuck Person, he gave it to Chuck Person. So I was like, I'm not doing this basketball thing. The only guy I want to work for is Chuck, is, is Phil. Uh, Chuck Daly, but Chuck passed. Mm. So I didn't want to get into the, you know, search around for a job, come to practice type thing. So I wanted to do what I was passionate about. And I've always been passionate about being sexy. <laughs> so uh, I, I decided to keep that up. That's cool to see because a lot of athletes, when they retire, they get kind of lost, right? They don't know what to do next. No, you and some of them look like they've eaten their young. Um, So, and it's a problem. It's it is seriously. (laughs) This is the only spaceship you got, and it's a problem making it, you know, look like uh, enterprise. Hmm. And to me, this is the enterprise, and I gotta keep it going. Right. So, uh, the logic part of my brain is the Doctor Spock. And it tells me, hey, if you eat things that are dead, you're killing your body. Mm. If you eat things um, that too much sugar, that your body can't use, that bring you glucose instead of fructose, that uh, literally go into your fat cells, that uh, cause your stomach to bloat, uh, cause your heart and your veins to expand. And I'm not saying I'm... I'm 100% right. I'm just 99.9%. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like, what exactly does it do? Well, first thing, if you if you were getting to a house, or you got a, let's, let's use a car. If you got an old clunker, big on TikTok, big on Instagram, when they find a car, they bring it into the shop, yeah, yeah. and then they move everything out, get out the rat poop, mouse poop, and they clean it, and you listen to... Um, uh, you're listening to them do it. You're seeing the brushes, and then you see the car, right? Has haven't started, but you see it clean and wonderful, and it makes you look like wow, they brought that back to life. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what you have to do with your body. Wow! And there's like um, I think there's twelve stages you go to. So in a detox, we put you put you through sixteen weeks. Wow. I know it's a long detox. Yeah, it may seem like it, but it's in pieces. Okay, it's in. It's not you starving yourself. It's yeah. not you. It's just literally breaking this down. We're going to move to this. Then the next week, we're going to go here. Gotcha. And the next week, 
Like you're moving like you're going up Mount Everest because that's literally what it is. Mm-hmm. So we got, I say this. We got to clean the car. We got to get the rat poop out. <laughs> we got to maybe take out the the carpets and the seats and we got to wash them down. And then once we get all that ready, then we'll check the engine mm. and see if the engine is back to what it used to be. But think about this, man. Things that you put in your body. We all know. You know I love cannabis. I'm a cannabis advocate. <laughs> and I didn't do it when I played. Really? No. It was my, illegal back then, right? <laughs> well, I don't think that I'm, I'm black in America. Everything is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but I think it was better back then because so when you I had were not, it, you, didn't, you, you did not smoke when you were in the league. I didn't smoke, drink, wow, nothing. Yeah, I, okay. I that just I didn't want to be known. Let me tell you, I'm the only one from my project at the time to make it in the pros. Gotcha. Wow, and my last name is distinctive, and my father said you wear my name on your back. I didn't want you when you said my name to come up with something outside of what I designed. Um, you get some guys who were great players and then you say their name, they go drug addict. Mm. Great players, alcoholic. Great players, wife beater. Great. Right. I didn't want that. I wanted somebody to say, oh, tough defensive player. Um, score when he can. Well, and then have a debate. Great team. I wanted, I wanted my legacy and my fame to be that. I, if you see me, and you go, I don't like John Sally. That's literally like Keyshawn Johnson said, you don't like yourself. There's a person, and I know it sounds cocky, but it's not. I don't do things negative to other people. No. Right. So if you don't like what I've done, with, then that has nothing to do with me. Mm. It, it's on you. And I didn't want to give you a reason for it. But when my teammate, I won't say his name, gave me that <laughs> chronic. Who was it? I think oh, we... he, he, he has a job now. I can't say it. Okay. But, I think we know. Man, my legs felt great. My Do, back. Can, can we know where you were when it happened? <laughs> I, was in, I was in Sacramento, and we were playing. I'm from Sacramento. Fi- really? I'm born and raised. So the w- was from Sac. Oh, I was bomb, I bet. It might have been from you. It might have been. Probably <laughs> was. What year was it? Nine, 2000. Nope. I was, I'm, I'm born in 89. So oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Dealing yeah. at 11, true? Yeah, I was, I was you not, wasn't dealing I, at 11? Not at 11. No, not at Cavalier. 11. Cavalier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I had it, and I didn't know i only believed the, the all of the junk i believed yeah. what they used to say right and when i got out of that i was like yo this is the next thing and i don't do anything half witted half <laughs> i jumped in and my daughter and i started deuces 22 you can check us out deuces 22.cannabis on instagram and i got into the dispensary now we're, i think we're moving into seven dispensaries wow and then you know we're building it to sell it nice it's yeah, awesome. Definitely yeah. getting out of it. That's the way to do it in the cannabis industry. I mean, yeah. I, I worked in it from like 14 to 19 in California because I used yeah. to work in politics. Oh. And I knew my way around the red tape. And when I saw Mike Tyson came in with a $40 billion compound, I said, Walmart's here. It's time to get out. <laughs> like, you know, That is what happened. Yep. I got into mushrooms now. Really? Same. Yeah. yeah. I got into mushrooms. I have this uh, great group that makes these unbelievable mushrooms. And I looked at, you know, we're going to do some retreats. Nice. And but I don't want to be there. There's another thing about this is so funny when I told you about the scan and what I'm building. I don't touch people. Okay. I used to be hands on. Okay. Adjusting, massaging, sending my energy. And two of my doctors that I work with, Dr. Racky, God rest his soul, and Dr. Shen, God rest his soul, they both were in the touching and trying to 
help people heal with their energy. Yeah. And they both had pancreatic cancer. Whoa. And so I said, this has to be, it has to be, because these are two kindest guys in the world, Mm -hmm. it has to be something. And I just think it comes from too much contact, too much getting Mm -hmm. in touch. So I can give the advice, move it in the right direction. Uh, I just called my guy in Belize, and I think I want to do some of the things in Belize. We're not sure. Yeah. Wait, so what's in Belize? Black people that speak English. (laughs) 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 No, no, I just, I just saw my boy Bobby Bowden introduce me to a guy who became like the Prince of Belize, and I said, "Let me go check it." And every time Bobby Bowden puts me on something, I I, I pay attention. I don't know, man. I I like Palm Springs. I loved out here in Red Rock. Um, uh, I like Southern California. Uh, Tennessee. I live in Nashville. I love Tennessee. Oh yeah, it's man! I, out there. I love Tennessee. Really? Next yeah, time you're I could in Nashville, not believe. give me a shout. I live on Broadway, right across from Bridgestone. Really? Right. Yep. Yeah, I was there last two weeks ago. Me too. I've never what? been. I gotta get out there. Yeah, I'm You've trying to get never been. I'm trying to no. get him out there. Let me there. tell you something. Broadway. <laughs> I, I tell every artist. Yeah. I got an artist named Veda Veli. She's unbelievable. I said you have to perform on Broadway, and yep. she was like, "I'm a hip hop artist. It I'm R and B." That's where I said, yep. when you see it, yep. you perform, and they walk around with a bucket after they perform. It's the most humbling thing I have ever seen in my life yep. because it's amazing. you're putting your heart out, and then you got to go with people and go, give me a tip. What do you think? And, you know, some people throw you a dollar. Some people wave you by. So you have to go out there. That's literally hustling for your money. Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a dope. And I've... I've seen drunk that I've never seen. Yeah, yeah. I saw somebody walking on their hands. Oh, dude. uh, I'll do a sober lap around Broadway. I'll be up working until 1, 2 a.m. in the morning sometimes, and I'm the only sober one. I'll do a lap, and you just look in people's eyes, and there's nothing there anymore. Yeah, it's it's bugged out. Speaking of the health and wellness stuff, in your career, who took the worst care of their body Mm. but was still, in your opinion, peak athleticism? Like with somebody eating cheeseburgers at halftime and still dropping thirty, and you know, yeah, in the oh my God, they eat hot dogs. <laughs> uh, just to see guys sneak hot dogs into the locker room, eat, and then go out there as if they're playing a street game. Uh, no, I tell you this. How about I tell you this? How about in, when I got to the Lakers? Because by this time, I was thirty-five. Mm-hmm. I get to the Lakers, and there's like this room, this lounge outside of it, but only person in the lounge was Cobe Dog. Mm. Like nobody else mm. would like really go into the lounge. Yeah. That's because he had been there since four o'clock. And we <laughs> don't have to be there until six. And guys shoot, do whatever, come back in 20 minutes to seven. Kobe had been there since four. <laughs> so he's mostly, it's like, oh, that's just rest area because he's coming from another area. Full of fruit. I saw Pat Riley made sure the place was full of fruit, understanding it's the highest vibrating food. Mm. And I know we're going to talk about starch, um, carbohydrates, which are, but those are, that's my only thing about the difference, me being of African descent and you being of cave descent. Mm. Um, We have fruit. Those fruit give us the unbelievable energy out a body was built different. Watch everyone go crazy over what I'm going to say. But I understood what Dr. Sabi was saying. 
I just say it differently because I still believe we're all human. Mm-hmm. It's just that certain things are going to work for in certain ways differently. Wow. That's the best way of putting it. I didn't know that because of genetic, how people yeah, are raised, like, it's different. Yeah, like uh, Dr. Sabi Dr. would say, in Africa, there is none of this, right? right, right. So that's not what your body is designed to deal with. You have melatonin. Mm. So melanin in your body, not melatonin. You have melanin in your body. So when the sun hits you, you get tons of energy. Mm. Different than being burnt and not being able to have light eyes and being sensitive. Right. Your dark eyes, your dark skin, your, your, your curly hair literally is an extension and gives you energy from the sun. Wow. It's crazy. I didn't know that. So now you're saying I now have an excuse to be bad at certain things outside? You have an unbelievable... <laughs> my man. Just say, my ankles are too big. <laughs> yeah. Just say that. <laughs> my ankles are too big. So when I think of, you know, you're thinking about what you want your dad to think about when he sees the name Sally on the back. Yeah. I think about it being a winner. Right. You were the first person to ever win a ring with three different teams. It's, it has been done by a few others now. You're three also decades, the first... Two millenniums. Three decades, two millenniums. Yeah. I have to know... What was the biggest fight you ever saw in practice? Mm. Oh, man. This was old school, I played too. for the Pistons. I know. Ooh. You were the Jordan rules. <laughs> and you I, I, the biggest fight was and Mark And I know Aguirre. there was one because there's, you know what my favorite stat about you is? What? You hold the record, the Georgia Tech record for most personal fouls in a career. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting four a game. Five. Oh, I'm using all of them. Coach Cooper should be, what are you doing? I go, I got to let him know I'm here, Coach. <laughs> I'm skinny. I got to let him know I'm here. <laughs> I saw Mark Aguirre go against Bill Lambeer. Oh. And we were in Portland. And I never forgot that Mark Aguirre was dipping. I, I thought I was watching Smoking Joe Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> like he was dipping back and forth like Mike Tyson. And I think Bill Lambeer was like, oh, <laughs> baby can fight. I'm not. And, you know, just backing away from it. And no one. I'm going to tell you my first fight in the NBA. Uh, not even me. I never got into a fight. Because uh, <laughs> these are teeth I need. <laughs> um, I'm, in, I'm in training camp. I'm a rookie. And, you know, we're doing Sid Green is here. Rick Mahorn is here. And they start getting into it. And Rick so Mahorn. I, oh, Rick Mahorn. So I say, hey, man, we're all one team. And Sid punched me in the jaw and Rick kicked me in the leg. <laughs> And when I was on the ground, they were like, stay out of grown folks' business. And I looked at Chuck Daly. He was like, get up. And I was like, never again. Wow. I wore, I wore two mouthpieces. People didn't know that. <laughs> one on the top, one on the bottom. I just knew I was going to need these teeth. Jeez. And I wasn't getting them knocked out. But I, I learned, too, when guys and you don't walk up on people with your hands down. Right. Mm-mm. If you feel like saying something, talk to them like this. Yeah. Like you always say, yo, fam, you better talk like this. And Point. Kobe went at the Chris Child and put his chin forward, and he got chin checked. Oh, Kobe got chin checked. Chin checked. Yeah, you don't yep. walk up on anybody without. Wow. Also, the Rick Fox Doug Christie situation. Yep. Jordan Poole too. Yeah. Yep. Well, that was a little different. But. Yeah. Well, he knew it was coming. <laughs> he did. I, I heard some rumors that he said some shit before all that, leading up to it. Probably. Yeah. That there was probably. there. I, I don't want to re- repeat it incorrectly, but apparently everyone knew that that was coming when it happened. Yeah. So it's like a why up. no one said anything to before it, yeah yeah and then and one would, got re-signed and one got traded mm, yeah to tell you stuff happens hey such is life yeah new starts out of your three rings which one was the hardest oh four my bad which one was the hardest journey 
first one. Really? Yeah, because my first year we get to the Eastern Conference Championship and we get cheated. I mean, we lose. <laughs> I'm a Kings fan. We get cheated. So we, get, yeah, we get cheated. My next year, we beat the Celtics. They walk off court without shaking our hand. I just thought I'd mention that. <laughs> we come, we, we lose. We get cheated again. We lose to the Lakers. And then the next year, we win the championship. So 89, but the hardest was 90 because the next year, so I'm going to say my second, everybody wants to beat the championship team. Yeah. But everywhere you go is a playoff game for 82 regular season games. Jeez. Yeah, it was a trip. We hear that a lot from coaches and players that the hardest thing to do in sports other than winning is a repeat. Back to yeah. back. Yeah. It is. trying to. It's that mental state too, man. You get no time off. I remember when we won the first championship, everyone said to me, oh, man, you guys going to win next year? I mean, we had just won. Right? Yeah. And that was the question. What are you going to do next year? Next can we have year? the parade first? Like, yeah, man. can we have next year? <laughs> uh, and then once you win again, they go, hey, you got to get three in a row. Mm. No, I don't. <laughs> but you, you think you got to get three in a row. Yeah. That's the tough part. For sure. What were the key factors on the championship teams that you think really led them to be successful? Focus. Mm. Everyone do their role. And this is the trip. Mark Aguirre, my, we call him Draws, is my guy. He's a scorer. Mm-hmm. He was a scorer. Everyone knows he's a scorer. He came on and started playing defense when he got to the Pistons. Mm. More defense. Dennis Rodman was a rebounder and a hustler. Mm-hmm. Bill Lambeer is literally focused and a trouble starter and takes all of the, all of the energy because you want to hate him. He takes all of the hate energy. Mm. Uh, Joe Dumas was quiet, silent killer. Vinny Johnson should have gotten the ball way more than he should. <laughs> I'm saying that for you, who <laughs> way more than he should have. And then Isaiah has to be the ultimate superstar. Yeah. Um, Got to play your role, man. I mean, my Chuck Daly said, I see you scored in college. Uh, this is how it works. He gets it, then he gets it, then he gets it, and he gets it. If you get it off the backboard, it's yours. Wow. wow! Imagine being told that as a player, averaging twenty in college. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you were, you mean, you were all ACC. Yeah. You, you were, you made it the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. You were the ACC champ. Yep. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm gonna come in here. Nah, but I had the best job in the world, man. Dennis yep. Rodman and I, they put us in the game, and I had fun. And you would see it too. I don't think a lot of people have fun playing really? the pros. Really? No. It's not fun. We wow. mentioned that a lot, Ashley, how we see people just not having fun with what they do with a daily basis. But yeah. like, I'm, I love seeing yeah. you had fun. I had fun. I had fun and maybe too much fun because my <laughs> teammates would be like this. I was like, I'm having fun. Like, I still treated it like, oh, man, I'm getting in the game. Here it goes. I'm, I'm going to, you know, you got to remember this and you got to remember that. So to me, I don't know a lot of the technical stuff in, in sports. Don't let him put the orange thing in the orange thing. <laughs> put the orange thing in his orange thing. And you're going to do that for 48 minutes. Yeah. You're going to have fun doing it. Uh, so I like that. Like, And, you know, I started this podcast with, with one of my uh, NBA buddies named uh, Frank Burkowski. It's called Legend to Legend. And, uh, you know, sometime I interview just him and then his, and other people and then he interview people. And he was completely in another squad. Mm. And we hit it off. It was it was amazing. We hit it off, and we've been friends since I don't know 1987. Wow! 
and I still haven't been to Montana. I'm, I'm not, you know. <laughs> I, I, I ain't Kanye yet, I, but I haven't. <laughs> but I'm going out to Montana to hang. When he came in, we shot, and we we talk about things, and we I hear his stories and my stories, and I make my stories funny. <laughs> Some of his stories, you go, man, who do I donate this money to? <laughs> oh man. So, you knew Dennis Rodman at the Pistons and on the 95-96 team. Obviously, he changed quite a bit during those years. Yeah. What was the good and the bad of each version? Hmm. I just saw him on Vlad TV. And uh, after he did that interview, he got a tattoo on his face of his now girlfriend. Hmm. And I can't follow what he a lot of times what he says still my man i love him to death mm-hmm. it's like i used to call him my little brother and he's four years older than me <laughs> um the difference is i think a, a lot has been put on dennis yeah. uh, not that he doesn't need it but a lot and and he has so many things he gets pulled from um and we just looked him at we called him big man and he was just happy-go-lucky kid um, the good part is when we first got there he loved video games so we lived in a hotel across the street was the mall he would go into the arcade you couldn't do that in 2023 mm-hmm. he couldn't play in the video and he would wait we'd be out of practice the kids would get out of school 3 three thirty, and he's in there <laughs> you know the same way couldn't do that they would think that is um, weird and and not cool um, but I also saw the lights get bigger and him get pulled. I watched him on the VH1 reality show, and he said some things I had absolutely no idea about. Wow. And, you know, you think you know somebody, but I had no idea about him. And, you know, he has a lot of things he's, he's dealing with. Mm. So I would say over the time is him having to deal with so many things at this age. Wow. So you mentioned you never got in fights, but were you involved with trash talking at all? Yeah, I'm, I talk a lot. Of <laughs> sugar, honey, iced tea. Uh, I didn't have to get a fight. I had Rick Mahorn. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> you, you hit me, Ricky gonna kill you. Yeah. <laughs> he can say whatever on the Pistons. Yeah, anything. Team. You that can do whatever. Huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, he used every inch of what he had, too. I know. You know what we used to do in Miami? You know, you do something, you dunk on somebody. You know, you hear and you walk by and there's a foul and everyone's going crazy and you see that guy's all pissed off. You go, <laughs> that'll get you in a fight. Top time. And I wanted to get in a fight with MJ because he dunked on me on CBS and I know my mother was watching. Oh, <laughs> oh I told him, he said, God, so I was like, God. <laughs> he did that to a lot of people. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I didn't want to be one of them. <laughs> Were you talking to him? I constantly. To so MJ? it's funny. No. When I did, I was like, yeah, we're going to get you tonight. He dropped 63. So <laughs> never, never said anything else. Uh, because You know, a lot of people, and I'm glad I'm on your show to say this. A lot of people was like thinking I was hating on him. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. Mm-hmm. I've been around him since earlier than anybody else mm-hmm. remembers him. And I used to say to him, every time I get on the air, I'm going to say opposite. He goes, you're just going to piss people off. I go, I know. I'm going to say opposite of what they say. And I even said to James Worthy, I said, can you believe 
skinny Michael Jordan is is the Messiah? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, man, the way they treat him. That's James Worthy, right. who was the number one pick, who was his vet. Yeah, yeah. You know, we just can't believe the way it has evolved with people. The way, that, Like, I can't believe the way people are treating Steph Curry. Mm. You know, his father, you know, we, we came out together uh, into the pros. I, I got paused. Uh, we came into the NBA together. <laughs> came out. Yeah. We came out together. Pause. I ain't in. I sounded wrong. I ain't in. But we came in the NBA together. We were Playboy Americans together. And I remember everybody was talking smack about Steph. And I now see him strengthen his ankles, strengthen his knees, strengthen yeah, yeah. his shoulders, strengthen his mentality. And he changed the NBA. First, Michael Jordan changed the NBA. And then the next player to change the NBA was Shaquille O'Neal. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. Then Steph Curry. Mm. Not LeBron. And the reason I didn't say no, the reason I didn't say that because Magic Johnson changed the NBA. Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, they handled the ball, mm-hmm. they shoot three pointers, what Bird did. Yeah. Uh, they drive, they get their players involved. LeBron, that LeBron is on that path, is that path, right? right. They blazed it. And he made it wider. He made it. They made it a two-lane highway. He made it a six-lane highway. <laughs> um, but Shaquille, as big as he was and as dominant as he was, if if Shaq at that time knew what he knows today, he'd been the leading scorer in the NBA. Wow. Yeah. It just, you know, they were they were beating the mess out of him every time they could, and he was, it was personal. It was hurting. He was tired. <clears throat> if he knew now, it, his whole game would have been different. Wow. Um, but then Steph Curry, that long ball, the ch- fact that when you see somebody shoot it, you don't think they're crazy now. We used to think it was crazy. But then you watch Bob Cousy. If you happen to see any time they show any Celtic stuff, they show Bob Cousy shooting from that almost as far. Mm. And there was no three-pointer. Mm-hmm. So it made sense to throw it to the biggest guy who was closer to the basket. Right. Now, you can throw it to him, and he wants to dribble out and shoot a three. So the game has changed. And I, I'd say on my podcast, I say I'm tired of all the older guys saying, man, these guys couldn't play in our day. We couldn't play in this day. Mm. No way. Really? Yeah. I, I watch the NBA Summer League on television because if I come here, it costs me money. <laughs> um, and we couldn't do this. The way they play now, it could not play like wow. that. Wow. No, could Never Well, you would have figured that. I mean, like you, your body, you could have oh, made yeah. it happen. But the way I you were brought been. up, it, like yeah, yeah, I would have been because you can't touch anybody, right? Yeah, I would have been so much better if if we had some of the rules here. I would have not listened to Chuck Daly, and I would have grabbed the ball, and, even though I tried a lot just <laughs> to drive. I remember one time <laughs> I grabbed the ball off the backboard, and I'm dribbling down court, and I do do, and I'm thinking, what happened? Yeah, what are you doing? And I said, I'm starting a fast break. So that's Isaiah Thomas. That's <laughs> yeah. When you get the rebound, you find one of those two. He gets it, then he gets it. Then he, he gets yeah. it. Like, understand the routine. I was like, uh, dude, I'm from New York. I'm like Jerry Reynolds, Ice Reynolds. I can uh-huh. dribble. Nah. Pass the ball. Keep it moving. Now wow. Victor's doing it, though. Yeah. yeah. Victor's doing it. Yeah, well, I uh, what's the name? Ball Ball? Yeah, yeah Ball Ball. ball. Yeah. Yeah, he got cut. I wonder why he, he just got cut. he just got cut, and he seems like, and I don't want to disrespect him by saying this, but he seems like a 
maybe like a poor man's version of what Victor is, or like uh, I'm not I'm not trying to put him down, but like or vice versa, uh, or vice versa, right? Like you know, it seems like Wobble has a lot of the same skills that Wimbenyama does, but like it's not translating for him right now. Really, you don't think? So? I mean, I, I don't watch unless they pay me, um, but because <laughs> uh, I used to watch for free, and then I realized they and were taking they used to pay a, you to play. So yeah, and they they. When I got to the Lakers, they paid me to watch, make sure Shaq didn't fall. <laughs> uh, so to just sit around and give him two hours and not be able to commentate on it, I, I don't do that as much. But I'm watching what they put on television now. Uh, I am definitely a TikTok um, addict. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have to admit to it. I, <laughs> I have to literally, my phone will beep at a certain time at night, and that means I have to cut it off, put it down. Wow. I have, definitely join this society that comes to the psychoness. Uh, but I watch a ton of things on TikTok. I watch the NBA finals on TikTok. Really? What? They have it on TikTok? Just the yeah, somebody Not was just... somebody was oh, doing right. it live. Uh, and as opposed to me running home to see it, I just watched their live. Wow. And I didn't know how that was legal. <laughs> it uh, probably wasn't. <laughs> it definitely was not. Yeah, but it was cool. You just didn't watch during the commercials. Then it kicked back on. Oh, uh, that's funny. It was, it was, yeah, it was funny. It was, it was fun to watch too. Uh, what was surprising. it like um, being in the Bad Boys movie? That's an iconic series. Uh, yeah, we just shot Bad Boys Four. Okay. And my part, look, I was with Will. Will had like this little private screening for Bad Boys Three, and I'm not gonna say anything crazy uh, because. Why not? Well, <laughs> I wasn't in it. So I was like, yeah, nice. I should have been in that one. He goes, Sal, we had to switch it up. I was like, okay. Next thing you know, he calls me, texts me and said, you're going to get a call. We're going to start shooting in two weeks. You're available. Yes, sir. And I went in and I read the script. And this time I was at the table read. Nice. And I'm telling you, man, it was so cool. Because in the other two, I worried in any of the, you know, in the table reads. Right. They made, the, they made my part up the first time. <laughs> so just being in this one and then the two young directors killed it. Um, Martin was back at his on his high horse. Nice. Was, he was back up there doing his thing. Will was great. Um, and I think it's the funniest and the most action in this four that's going to and the changes are amazing. Mm. And I, I said that I go, yo, whoever wrote this. And then I met the writers. It's a great <laughs> job. Wow. Nice. Great job. Yeah, Martin Lawrence is amazing. Blue yeah, Street, I mean, there's some underrated Martin Lawrence movies out there. Tell me. Right. I, I remember uh, when Martin first started, He, we went to see a screening of his first movie, Talking Dirty After Dark. Well, his first movie where he was kind of starring in. He was in Do the Right Thing. Um, but this one, he really was doing something. And he didn't like it as much. I liked it because, you know, hey, you're doing something. I said the same thing to Chris Tucker. If you're on that screen, this is, this is, I also, I remember saying this when I was on Best Damn Sports Show to Chris Rose. If you make it in the NBA, you do not suck. Mm. If you make it on a professional team where they're writing you a contract, you do not, you, you may not be as great as the great ones, but you can't say, oh man, I can't believe this guy, he sucks. Yeah. When you make it to the pros, yeah. you don't suck. Yeah. You may be in a bad position because, Think about it. You may be a great point guard, but then you get drafted to a team with Steph Curry's on. No. But you ain't gonna play, yeah, unless he gets hurt. Mm. Um, so that doesn't mean you suck. You just don't have the opportunity or the space. Same thing. 
with a movie. If you happen to make it past the producers into the writing room, into the with the director, mm. and they say you got the role, you can act. Period. End of discussion. So when you see people say, "Man, they did a bad actor, a uh, bad act," like I had this conversation the other day on my boy Ari's show, The Beat on MSNBC. Um, we do this. He does a series called Fall Back. And I wanted all the critics to fall back on Idol. I think um, The Weeknd did probably the best acting job I've seen of a so-called non-actor. Wow. In a long, long time. I believe he killed it. I've been around it. I I played pro basketball, but if you ask any, I wanted to be an actor. I just grew to seven foot. (laughs) So then when I made that decision that that's what I wanted to do, Ivana Chubbuck, I was in those acting classes. I took privates. I read books. Mm. I watch movies that you wouldn't normally watch. So when I watch people like that, when I watch critics who, where they say when you can't do, you coach. Well, you if you can't act, you, crit- you critique acting. Mm. <laughs> and I think The weekend did it. I think The Idol, it was so good to me because – I was in the music business, around the music business, and I'm around people in Hollywood. And the way that they, um, I guess, create and destroy lives uh, is a trip. Hollywood? Hollywood. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, well, you kind of let it happen, but it's a trip. It's a trip to watch what you have to go through uh, and what they make you believe. Seeing what they did to Dave Chappelle is still one of the worst horror stories ever. Yeah. And uh, you knew it wasn't. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he's a crack addict. Yeah. Knew he wasn't. No, before he even came back from his vacation, they had already ruined his entire reputation in life because yeah. he wouldn't sign for the third season for the amount of money they wanted. Yeah. So when they can't control you, they go they, out. They you. just ruin you. Wow. Yeah. That's scary. You they, played on a lot of iconic yeah. teams. Yeah. What player, maybe like maybe there was a given month or window. I mean, obviously it's easy to say MJ or Shaq. Right, but like, was there ever just like a game when you went in knowing that they had no chance because you had so and so with you? Always. <laughs> but like, what, what was what was like that pinnacle of that? Right, because I mean, you had the Pistons teams, you were on the ninety five, ninety six Bulls, ninety nine, two thousand Lakers. Like, what was like the team where you were just like laughing borderline about <laughs> the ability of the other team to even have a chance? Chicago Bulls. Okay. Not the greatest team. Greatest team ever. We won 72 games. And I know people who want to argue saying that the Golden State Warriors won 73. 72 and 10 has a better ring to it. And we won a championship. Well, that's so. the thing. It has a better <laughs> ring to it. I love that. I can't believe I let that slide <laughs> in four seconds. Yep. Man, good job. Um, because when you walk in with MJ, you're going to win. Facts. Like the other team, let me tell you. No one wanted to play against him. Right. And so all those guys talking about, yeah, I got it. My, you had to do that because you knew you were about to get dogged. <laughs> um, but it is – MJ, you walk in with MJ. And you this wasn't just MJ. It was the system because no one could beat the triangle system to the point where I watched Steve Kerr set up the triangle – as opposed to it starting on the side, it starts high. Like, he mm. just moved it to this section. And no one has realized. Oh, with the Warriors? Yeah. Wow. Why the Warriors are, where they get to that point. Where, what's happening. The spacing. Wow. That is so important. 
I remember Tex Winters, God rest his soul, like literally autographed the book to me because I would sit and ask them tons of questions about this offense. And, and I'm going to tell you, if I were the coach, I would want to be in the NBA, but that means, you know, you can't go to the same nightclubs. Um, guys can't date the same women. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was a problem back then. <laughs> I'm just joking, kind of. Probably a bigger issue down to social media. Yeah. Is Don't be I, sliding in those DMs, players. I could not. I could not have lived with DMs. <laughs> no, nah, definitely not. There's too, I mean, too much evidence. Too much. Yeah. Too much. Like the the best thing about being a professional athlete in back in the day was city to city to city. Right. You had a different look, a different feel. Accents were different. Clothing was different. Restaurants were different. But it was it was cool. Now, with the internet, and I say this, and I'm not being an old guy when I say this, everything's vanilla. Yeah. I was in the airport, like I said, and I saw these guys wearing clothes, and I said, "Oh, I know where he got those. I know where he got those pants. I know where he got that bag." Everyone is starting to look alike. Mm. Looking, everything looks alike. When I used to be able to go down. To Georgia, they dress a certain way. You go to Philadelphia, they cut their hair in a fade. Mm. Then I got up to New York so you can look like Big Daddy Kane. <laughs> and then in California, they had Jerry Curl or Shag uh, also in the South. It was just different. Wow. Now yeah. everything's the same. Girls got the same eyelashes, the same Botox, <laughs> the same injected booty and new boobs, uh, and they all rhyme the same. That's so true. There's no personality anymore. Yeah, there's anymore. no personality. No. Social media. Every other city we go? Every other city we go. I'll let you finish the Tupac song. I, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready for that one. When you look back at the coaches you played for, which ones stand out to you? Chuck Daly. Mm. Period. Why? Daddy Rich was a, a old-time Irish dude, man. And, you know, the voice, the demeanor, the energy. Um and the respect. Hmm. You know, a lot of guys don't realize when they see guys, these young guys come in the NBA, um, they know you're young and they they cuddle you. Hmm. Chuck Daly would be like, hey, this is what I need you to do. And would talk you through, just not in the game. Hmm. He's not going to cuddle you during the game. He's already told you what was going on. Phil Jackson, same way. We, we yell or blow whistles in practice. So when the game comes, you could dance like you're supposed to. Mm. Um, I, I was, I was, I said something negative uh, about uh, Kevin Lockery. He was my coach in Miami. I said something negative because I felt he did so much negative to me. So and then I apologized, and I was like, I didn't need, you know, he probably going through whatever he was going through. Yeah. Uh, you got coaches, man, trying to take care of Fortune 500 teams. Mm. You got 12, what I mean, Fortune 500 uh, companies on your squad. Like, I saw a player get $26 million the other day. Like, there's companies that don't gross in the millions. These right. guys are getting it per year to do what most guys are doing for free or mm. what I would have done for free until I learned I can get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> Such a call girl. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's – that's – that's my mentality, the mentality of a coach who can bring things out of you, teach you things, and not make you feel bad. Mm. Some some coaches thought it was important to embarrass you 
mm-hmm. break you down, um, and then build you back up. I didn't like uh, Bobby Knight. I used to watch that and didn't think I like. Man, I got on the best damn sports show. I got to know Bobby Knight. I almost went fishing. Wow. And I'm a vegan just to hang around. <laughs> like I, I, I was like, man, if you would have came, come recruit me, I would have, I would have been in Indiana. Wow. Like that's how much I like Bobby Knight. So certain coaches, you know, move you a certain way. Yeah. Um, but when it comes down to it, uh, I love Coach Malone. Like so, Brendan Malone's son is now the winner of the championship. Yep. So, and I said to Isaiah, I said, "Am I imagining this?" He goes, "No." He used to run his little ass around the locker room. You remember that? I go, man, now he's now he's winning championships and cursing. He's like, you know, it's in the blood. I, I love Coach Malone. He recruited me to go to Syracuse. Wow. So that's how long I love him. But why then, did you why did you choose Tech? I went to Georgia Tech because I'm smart. <laughs> Good education system, or yeah, I went to Georgia Tech because no, nah, I went to Georgia Tech because one, I didn't think anybody in my neighborhood would drive. To Georgia, driving <laughs> to South Carolina was eighteen, my eighteen hours. They wasn't going to keep coming right. down to Georgia. Yeah, um, I think the next reason I went is it was in Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. and I was eighteen years old with no parents, <laughs> and I was in Chocolate, the unbelievable um, Chocolate City, and it was I had it was new for me, yeah. but Georgia Tech also was. Uh, unbelievable institution of higher learning amazing school and when you get out of there everyone was saying you know talking about whether you get a job um that was the place if you did have to find a place to get a job delta Mm -hmm. american express coca-cola those are all alums and when you look at it that way that was it And, and we were you know coach perry clock i talked to him today nice uh Bobby Crimmin still sends me a, a, a postcard. A guy who used to look out for me, John Stanford. And what I mean look out for me, John Stanford didn't give me any money. But he gave me advice. Mm. Mm. And he was a nice guy to be around. And his daughters and his wife are all great to me. And, you know, you don't always, they call them boosters. It literally is to boost your morale. Yep. Um, John Stanford, I still talk to him. Uh, so this was a place where I had lasting relationships. Uh, I said my my favorite coach at one time is Coach Felton. He's in the pros now. Um, those, I picked the right place. I knew I was going to have lasting relationships. Mm. I didn't go to Syracuse because um, even though Brendan Malone wanted me, um, what's the coach? Baham? Yeah, Joe Baham, yeah. Baham, yeah. I think he's a, I think he's a mm-hmm. Still do. Really? Yeah. yeah. Not wow. one of my favorite people. Not one of your favorite? No. Yeah. I thought he was like a legendary coach. He is. Oh, really? That's what I heard. I don't know. That's what, yeah. um, I don't know anyone that played for him, though. He, he won a championship when Melo was there. Right. Um, he's enjoyed one of the longest tenures of anybody yeah. in college right. sports. Um, yeah, I, but, I, tried, I talked to him. One, I saw him one day, and I said something to him. And he goes, uh, I said something. I said, Coach, I'm saying, he said, hey, I said hello, John. Like, what do I, and I was like, in my brain, I was like, God, I wish I could smack this dude. <laughs> Oh, so he's kind of like yeah, I just yeah. I, and I didn't like him when I was about to go in, and I just feel like and then it's not even the Big East. It's like Syracuse was where I wanted to go. Uh, Pearl Washington and I had been up there. Kenny Smith, we were all 
we were all up there in, mm. in Pi State games playing in Syracuse, and you know you get to play with the Orange, and they had Window Alexis in front of me, and he felt he was a better player, and then I just didn't think he was a good guy. Yeah. Wow. And from what I read, I was right. Yeah. John, it's been a pleasure, man. What are you working on next? Um, literally, just check me out, johnsally.com, man. And and I want you guys, I want to, even though when, when you do your scan, I want to show you, and maybe, you know, you take some of my herbs. Yeah. And in some of them, you can smoke. We'll do a body scan. <laughs> we'll do a smoke sesh, and yep. we'll go vegan for a month. A, a month? First, we're going to detox you. Okay. okay. Detox first. We're okay. going to de- detox. Four-month detox. Well, yeah. 16 weeks. 16 weeks. That's only because I want I want you to take your time and I want you to see it happen, and then we we'll reboot you. Okay, yeah. let's do it. I'm That's down. Right. All right, thanks for tuning in, guys. I'll see you next time. <laughs>